Two soldiers were diagnosed with traumatic brain injuries following attacks by Iranian-backed militants in Iraq. What do those developments mean for the region? Produced by Defense News and Military Times, this is the Early Bird Brief. Each morning we bring you the defense and national security news of the day. And two Navy SEALs were declared dead after falling overboard during an operation off the coast of Somalia. What does it all mean for our defense and security? You'll find out. I'm your host, Simone Perez. Today is Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024. First up, U.S. troops in Iraq are being evaluated for traumatic brain injuries following an attack on a base in the country. Military Times Pentagon Bureau Chief Megan Myers joins the episode to talk about the latest developments. Megan, could you take us through what happened on Saturday to U.S. troops in Iraq and how many traumatic brain injuries have been found? So on Saturday, al-Assad Air Base in Iraq came under a barrage of ballistic missile and rocket fire from um, an Iranian-backed militia. At the time, Central Command said that a handful, a number of U.S. personnel were being evaluated for traumatic brain injury. The Pentagon has since come out and said that two service members um, have had confirmed TBIs but have returned to duty. Because of the nature of TBI, that number might grow as more service members start to experience symptoms. So have there been an uptick then in attacks in recent days? There appears to have been an uptick in attacks. As of Monday, the Pentagon says that there have been 151 um, and there may have been a couple more attacks on Monday. In fact, last Thursday, they said that there had been approximately 140. So that could mean that there were almost a dozen that happened over the weekend. But because of last week's approximate number, it's hard to know. It is clear that since the beginning of the year, there have been 50-ish attacks. At the end of the year, they were sitting around 92, um, between between 90 and 100. Um, so there's definitely been an uptick overall in the past few weeks compared to, you know, 2023 when there were roughly 100 between the middle of October and the end of the year. Another important story, two Navy SEALs that went missing in the Mediterranean during an Iranian weapons seizure have been declared dead. U.S. Central Command said Navy Special Warfare Operator First Class Christopher J. Chambers and Navy Special Warfare Operator Second Class Nathan G. Ingram died while on a mission to seize advanced weapons off the coast of Somalia. A U.S. defense official said those on board the vessel were planning to transfer the missile parts to another boat off the coast of Somalia. The Navy recognized the boat as one with a history of transporting illegal weapons from Iran to Somalia. The team rode on small special operations combat watercraft to get to the vessel at 8 p.m. local time. But one SEAL fell into the water while boarding. Another SEAL jumped in after them. U.S. Central Command did not say which of the two SEALs fell into the water. Air and naval assets from the U.S., Japan, and Spain conducted search and rescue operations. The Navy has regularly conducted interdiction missions in the region, also intercepting weapons bound for Iranian-backed Houthis in Yemen. Officials have said that the SEAL mission was not related to Operation Prosperity Guardian, which is meant to protect commercial ships in the Red Sea from Houthi attacks. 
Also on your radar for today, the Department of Defense will place two additional groundwater treatment systems at a former Michigan military base to control forever chemical contamination. Representative Alyssa Slotkin of Michigan made the announcement, and environmentalists say the systems will help prevent PFAS chemicals from spreading into the Clark's Marsh area and the Osceola River. Those are near the former Wurtsmith Air Force Base in Oscoda on the shores of Lake Huron, which closed in 1993 as part of a base realignment. Here's why it matters. PFAS are compounds that don't degrade in the environment, and they're also linked to a host of health issues, including low birth weight and kidney cancer. The chemicals are found in a wide range of products, including nonstick cookware, food packaging, and firefighting foam. Pentagon documents show at least 385 military bases nationwide are contaminated with PFAS, mostly from firefighting foam used during training. Pentagon records released in 2021 showed PFAS has been detected in groundwater around Wordsmith at levels up to 213,000 parts per trillion. Federal regulators in March proposed limits of 4 parts per trillion in drinking water. State officials have warned people not to eat fish, venison, or small game caught in the area and to avoid contact with all surface water and shoreline foam in Oscoda. The Pentagon previously announced in August that it would install two groundwater treatment systems near the base. This will bring the total number of treatment systems to four. And now here's some other stories that we're hearing chirps about. Taiwan said yesterday that six Chinese balloons either flew over the island or through airspace just north of it, while Chinese warplanes and Navy ships were also detected in the area. Stars and Stripes reported that a former Italian naval officer got 20 years for selling classified NATO documents to Russia. Iranian state TV reported that an Iranian soldier opened fire on fellow soldiers this week, killing five of them. And Polish Prime Minister Donald Tusk vowed yesterday to keep supporting Ukraine against Russia's nearly two-year-old invasion. He announced a new military aid package and met with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky in the Ukrainian capital of Kiev. And on this day in history, in 1968, the USS Pueblo was attacked by North Korean forces and seized. That's it for us this morning. To get more top stories and breaking news, go to defensenews.com ebb to subscribe to the Early Bird Brief newsletter. Please give us a like, rating, and a comment wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on social media at defense underscore news and at military times. The Early Bird Brief is hosted and produced by me, Simone Z. Perez. Today's episode featured stories by Megan Myers, Diana Stancy, and the Associated Press. Our editor-in-chief is Mike Bruce. Have a great day.